0: Accent, how to actually properly pronounce the words. That way you won't get made fun of by a, a group of older German men because you said Apfelstrudel and not Apfelstrudel. Um, no, it's really cool. Uh, I'm gonna say right now there is a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, you can get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners, because you guys are the best ones, by the way, at babble.com slash realm. Get 60% off at com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply.
1: Welcome back to Nintendo Voice Chat. It's been it's been a little while.
0: Three weeks. Yeah. Two weeks. Well, Two
1: weeks.
2: I mean it's not entirely out of our uh out of our or er, it's not entirely our, our fault. Control. Because yeah. <laughs> we recorded one that was actually very long with everybody. It was really it,
1: great, actually. We had Brian yeah. and Jack and we all We had the whole crew
2: and it was very cool and very entertaining because at the time there was nothing to talk about so it was sort of of
1: went crazy yeah Yeah. it
2: was more just chat chat about uh you know nintendo stuff but uh now it's just (laughs) you and i audrey yeah we
1: couldn't get anyone everyone's busy with gdc preparations and lots of stuff happening so uh we still wanted to bring you guys a podcast though so it's just rich and i here
2: yeah sort of sort of bad timing like the the one good the one good one we had with everybody Died it, it a horrible died. death.
1: It was eaten by the computer. Yeah. And it was really sad. So, yeah. uh, it's
2: not a conspiracy, just in case you're wondering. I had a few tweets going, I saw a 16 minute podcast and then it's gone. What happened? It's like, well.
1: I was like, yeah, we, we'd actually posted it and then I yeah. was going to uh, listen to it on my computer on the way home. I had to turn around and go back. It's <laughs> like, damn, most of the podcast is gone. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, we're here, we're back, and we've actually got Nintendo news to talk about.
2: Yeah, quite it's a bit, wild. actually. Fair amount. So. Uh,
1: the big one, obviously. Is the, the Pokemons. Yep. The Pokemon news. Pokemon Black 2 and White 2. Looks like the Pokemon Company is actually foregoing the traditional third installment, the Pokemon Gray we've all been expecting, and instead yeah. they're going to. Do a sequel to Black and White on the DS?
2: Yeah, direct sequel, or presumably we, we a direct presume, sequel to each it's one.
1: Numbered two. Yeah, but um,
2: and we know nothing about it really outside of we've seen two of the new, I guess, their legendary Pokemon. Yeah,
1: they look like new Kyurems, forms. Is, of, is that what of, they're calling uh, it? Kyrum. Ky- I don't know
2: Ky- how you pronounce Ky- it. K y u Kyurem, r e m. something Kyrum. Like yeah. Something, but uh, new
1: forms of him, uh, which. We made interesting <laughs> observations. About there was a discussion today. in the
2: office today about how <laughs> Reshiram has seemingly lost his appendage, H-
1: his manhood. But um, <laughs> we'll leave you folks to go Google that and yeah, discover go, it go for compare. yourselves. Go
2: compare. We
1: don't have Brian on, so uh, <laughs> you
2: know you have a weird job when you're talking about Pokemon dicks.
1: Exactly.
2: That was a weird that, one. That
1: about sums and up. That our followed
2: morning. Audrey's discussion about whether Star Fox is a real or uh, Fox McCloud is a real man. I
1: think we can all agree that he is. But that's another. <laughs> discussion for got, another day
2: that got treated too that was awesome
1: <laughs> uh, all these quotes being taken out of context but anyway no um, that was uh,
2: that was directly in context
1: no anyway
2: and mitch tweeted something about you talking no, no, about let's how let's leave smooth that <laughs> one
1: alone let's leave that one alone no one go check your twitter
2: everybody go read twitter <laughs> anyway right. so
1: you actually put up a piece um early today about yeah. it coming to ds over 3ds it was really interesting yeah
2: so i mean uh it's, it's coming out on DS, right? And so DS has been out for eight years. Mm-hmm. Uh, eight yeah. years. And, and it already
1: has two generations of Pokemon on it, which was already yeah. unprecedented.
2: 151 million units sold uh, for, for hardware um, over the three different iterations, or mm-hmm. four, I guess, four different iterations of the system. Um, and, you know, there, there's no denying the system is a success, and there's no denying that it's a very viable platform for software. There are... A couple key problems with this, though, the biggest of which being that the 3DS, by the time this game comes out, especially once it comes out in all territories, the 3DS will have been out for... I think, over a year and a half by the time it, you yeah. know, presumably arrives, you know, what, September, October here. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, yes. I don't, did, we, did we say the release dates? It's June in Japan.
1: Yeah, it's June in Japan in fall and here. fall yeah. of this year here.
2: Yeah, same thing for Europe. So exactly. fall, fall here, Europe. Um,
1: now, it was interesting because black and white already came, like, I don't remember, like a couple of weeks before the 3DS launched. So that was already sort of pushing it, but that was understandable at least because, right. like, no one had a 3DS yet. So. Right,
2: I mean, yeah, and it sort of made the point that, you know, Uh, But the original black and white, like you just said, like it kind of made sense because in Japan it came out in September, Mm -hmm. which was significantly far away from the late February launch of the 3DS in Japan. And so you say, okay, some translation efforts, blah blah blah.
1: And they'd already started working on it exactly. a long time before that, so exactly. that, that made sense. You could justify that. And
2: I, I seem to recall us even maybe asking Masudasan, and he just said, you know, we really wanted to sort of give something else to the DS owners. And
1: they said they'd want to make it from the ground up if they made a three D S one. Exactly, and so. I mean it
2: totally makes sense. But then you have to sit here and go, okay, you made black and white, uh, you know, partly because it's a very viable platform, and you already have all your existing sort of systems and tech and graphics. Totally mm-hmm. makes sense. Now you're doing, you know, uh, direct sequels, and I'm just calling it that without lack of knowledge of exactly what this thing is, but, you know, sort of direct sequels to these games. um, And, you know, I feel like they have a huge, there's a mountain of sort of a burden on them to prove that this is a worthwhile strategy because, you know, traditionally these these third, or in this case third and fourth pieces of a generation... You know, do very incremental upgrades. Yeah,
1: traditionally the point is just that if you didn't buy the first two, you can get Pokemon from both of those versions in this one. And they'll add, like, one new area or one new plot line or something like that.
2: It's it's more of just a, you know, kind of a cool stopgap, especially for the really dedicated fans or people who missed the first time around. And, you know, as you sort of wait for the next one. I mean, really, Pokemon is Largely, I think, become an annual franchise for the most part. Pretty close, yeah. If you close. include
1: like the remakes and right. all of that, then exactly. Definitely. Like you're you're
2: pretty close to like an annual installment. They're just pretty clever about how they do it, yeah. you know. And and I think that the the sort of so called third entries for each of the the core two have been have been very smart of them actually mm-hmm. because you know it's a way to kind of repackage an existing game but giving you some new goodies. And especially if you're really hooked on Pokemon, you're you know, you're not going to pass that up. Yeah, exactly. Um,
1: but, but the the, problem this is, is throwing that out the window, right. and it's doing it in a really a different way, actually, because yep. there's going to be two. It's going to be a sequel. We, we presume, obviously. We sure. don't know anything the about two, it. The
2: two seems to give it away, But it <laughs> seems
1: like it's going to be a direct sequel to Black and White rather than just sort of the same story with new Pokemon. Yeah. So it's and, very interesting that that's coming to DS. And,
2: I mean, the, pro- <laughs> the fundamental problem of it is, is like... I think that it's disappointing to consumers. Um, Although,
1: if you just read the comments of the news article, right. almost all of them are "why, why? not 3ds?" So right. Why DS?
2: And I mean, so the, and there's a few key things that stand out about this. And one is from a business perspective, I think it's a bad move by Nintendo. The mm-hmm. 3ds, like I said, is going to be, been out here for a year and a half, um, and you know, Nintendo struggled. <laughs> in 2011 with the 3DS. There's no denying that. And towards the very end of the year, starting with the price cut, and then a few months Mm -hmm. later as Mario and all these games arrived... Well, it's on fire
1: now, but it had a rough start. Exactly, a really really rough start.
2: Got its feet. uh, You know, it's well documented. We've written about it plenty. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And, you know, between Mario and and over in Japan, Monster Hunter and Mario Kart, and then this year, Resident Evil, Metal Gear, Tekken, all these things, it's finally really starting to gain Mm -hmm. steam. And over in Japan, it's been the number one system for, uh, I think, ever since like late last year. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's breaking records all over Japan, Exactly. But still like Pokemon, that's a system seller. That's, that's one of their biggest franchises, if not precisely. their biggest franchise. It is,
2: it is the game, I think, that makes Nintendo's portables work. Um, it, it, it is very. It is a very portable-minded game.
1: Well, it defines you know, their portables in many does. ways. It's been it's been around since the original Game Boy. It's been yeah. growing with the systems ever since. It then. is.
2: It is one of the reasons for their dominance. And had they had the foresight to figure out how to bring a Pokemon game in 2012 to the mm-hmm. 3DS, when you combine that with Monster Hunter 3G, that'd that have been it. <laughs> when you combine that with Monster Hunter Four and and a new 2D Mario mm-hmm. and whatever else. Um, pretty good you know and 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 what i find just just astonishing is that nobody i guess and again this is just me sort of like observing right but nobody over there at nintendo or pokemon company or game freak or anywhere around here said it it makes sense for us to to limit the potential user base of this thing and the potential sales of this thing for the future growth of this platform. And what better way to do it than to do some sort of sequel or Pokemon Gray esque thing, uh, you know, to to grow it for the inevitable let's call it Pokemon Shiny or something. Yeah, you yeah. know, like whatever that that really original Pokemon three DS mm-hmm. game is. I don't think anybody would have really faulted them for releasing a marginally upgraded Pokemon black and white of some sort mm-hmm. uh, optimized for 3ds like could you imagine yeah. like you know pokemon black and white 3ds like let's just call it that yeah and it's and it's you know taking the same old 2d graphics mm-hmm. but kind of popping well, them that out at you sort of
1: begging for that treatment because there's yeah. so like the bridge scenes and sure. all of that where it just sort of pops
2: exactly. out. There's exactly exactly like that yeah. would have worked great and and you know you could pop it out a bit and yeah it's maybe old graphics and maybe they're not mm-hmm. quite taking advantage of the system's yeah. power but you do it anyway let that kind of be out there and and then the next one you could really take advantage of it. And I'm just I'm just sitting here going like why why? Well, it's really
1: funny because like yeah. it's weird that they're doing this now because I mean the idea of a sequel to Black and White like just that idea alone like I'm really excited for that. It was a great game. It's the story idea. was yeah. sort of left open to more. So like that's a really cool idea to do instead of just sure. the third entry. But it's a weird time to do it because now is the perfect time for a third entry because you yeah. could have done Gray. You could have made it for 3ds. Everyone sure. would have understood. You could have seen. The same areas only popped out in 3D. Like mm-hmm. it's it's if any time is the time to do a Pokemon Gray, it would seem now. Yeah, so it's, it's just kind of a funny decision. I see why they did it. Like they could reuse old assets. Like yeah. it's quick. Just give people their Pokemon fix while they work on sure. the bigger project for 3DS. What, but
2: what frustrates me is that. So I I see the logic in you know keeping it on DS. I mean, mm. 151 million install base, and and again, you know, when you say 151 install base, that's that's systems sold. Mm-hmm. That's actually not like a realistic active user base. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, a lot of people have picked up multiple iterations of the DS. That doesn't mean they're going to buy them in. It.
1: Traded exactly, them up, yeah. and and
2: and as 3DS has taken over, those are getting traded in. So mm-hmm. it's not a realistic active active user base. But um, Nintendo actually gave us a comment. Basically, um, I had finished writing the uh, the opinion piece, and just as a courtesy told them, this is coming. coming yeah. um, they didn't actually read it, but I just gave them, you know, I said it's talking about 3DSDS and, and sort of discussing why that's kind of a, a strange move to retain on DS. They asked if they could issue a comment um Mm. they didn't actually get to read the piece they just asked if they could issue a comment on the general topic um this morning they gave me their response and it was a sort of two-point response one was you know yes these are ds games but they are still fully playable on the 3ds so you know they still technically sort of in a weird way are part of the 3ds library and second being that like like we've been sort of been saying basically large install
1: base and they still want to bring serve
2: those customers people yeah yeah and you know all that's fine i think that sort of the 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 sort of asterisk next to the this is a DS game that can be played on the 3DS is the resolution different it
1: looks like shit on the 3DS it's like I don't know if anyone hasn't tried to play a DS game on the 3DS like you can do it you get used to looking at it but if you just play it as is it's stretched out it's blurry it doesn't look very good yeah, or if you, the, play the it, so if you play so it just... in the proper resolution by mm-hmm. holding down the select and start button i think is how you yep. do it and then it's tiny right so there's just no good solution for that
2: yeah so i mean it, yeah technically it, it can, can
1: technically but you can't play it in all of its glory unless yeah. you held on to your dsi xl it's like or something. i
2: could probably figure out a way i don't even know if the hookups are right but i could probably watch a vhs tape on my <laughs> new hd tv but, but you uh, don't want to well, it's gonna be interesting yeah, looking yeah um so you know it's it's just a very interesting um and it, i it's think it's an
1: interesting move it's an
2: interesting move it'll
1: be interesting to see how much it sells like i mean it's pokemon i'm sure it'll still sell fantastically sure. well but i wonder and i mean black and, and white i wonder if it'll suffer because um, of
2: that and black and white is uh the fastest selling pokemon, pokemon game yeah. and i don't know if it's sold the most but i know it's the fastest selling and i believe mm-hmm. it settled in at least as of about a year ago it was at around 11 million. Yeah, yeah. That's nothing to dismiss, that's and a lot. I yeah. think that's. But but again, it sold 11 million, uh, sort of on the the sort of uh, at the dawn of the 3ds, mm-hmm. and so now you're in a very different place. And I just you know I'm just sitting here going like you know for for all of Nintendo's struggles last year, for everything that it's you know pushed to make right and fix, mm-hmm. um, what are you doing? You yeah. know and, and the other thing is is like to argue about assets and i mean, I totally understand a company you know needing to i mean i 'm sure they 're gearing up for whatever original three d s game they 're doing i 'm sure that 's taking some resources obviously you 're probably going to have to redo. A good chunk of your Pokemon.
1: Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think they're probably buying themselves time, sure. sort of pushing back their sure. schedule. They're going to do this, and, and then are, they're going to do the remake, and, and these then are big 3DS. games too. Because, like, yeah. I mean, it's no small feat. They're going to have to make fully CG models for all 600 plus Pokemon. Here's the thing
2: to keep in mind: they already did all the black and white Pokemon in 3D. Because we have them it's on the three D. So, I mean, you know, I sit there looking at that, and then I look at the fact that Capcom, inside of probably about a year, year mm-hmm. and a half, made both Resident Evil Mercenaries and Resident Evil Revelations. That's
1: true, and those games are incredible. <laughs> They're
2: visually stunning. Yeah. Take full advantage of everything the three Ds does. Granted, mm-hmm. they are not the 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 expansive RPG that yeah, Pokemon true, is. True. And I mean, Pokemon for all of its simplicity and sort of how people like to sort of knock it for being, you know, uh, repetitive mm-hmm. on, on you know version to version. There is a lot of stuff in that game. There's
1: a lot of depth there if you look for it, and it's got yeah. a great foundation that it keeps building on. Yeah, so and like, I mean,
2: it's, I mean, it's it's one. Of, I mean, it, it's always been very true to Nintendo's sensibility to have something that's very seemingly simple but very, very deep. Exactly. Um, you go talk to anybody about you know sort of the, the complexities of breeding and raising your Pokemon, and and, and you'll quickly cry. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I I just. I think ultimately, though, this is a missed opportunity. I mean, Nintendo Mm -hmm. could have really – and I mean, not – I mean, we can talk about this in a minute, but not that they really need to worry too much, but, you know – Nintendo, I don't think would would uh, or should turn away an opportunity to really seal the deal when it comes to like 3ds and the yeah. Vita market and stuff yeah, like
1: and that. Yeah, and like the 3ds is doing. And we'll, yeah, we'll get to that in a second. Yeah, yeah. The 3ds is doing very well right now. But I mean, even if it was like we talked about, just sort of a popped out version of Pokemon Black and White, that that would have put so many people who were on the edge just yeah. over the edge. They would have gone out and buy the system. And I mean, just honesty would game. have
2: honesty would have worked in that situation had they said. Maybe, you know, they could, have, they could have been pretty honest and said, like, mm-hmm. you know, we were developing this for the three uh, DS, realized that the timing would make sense to put mm-hmm. this on the 3D, uh, you know, put this over on the 3DS, something like that. Um, yeah. And the other thing that, that I think is key is, and I'm just going to pull words right from Nintendo. Um, I talked to Reggie last year in August about momentum mm-hmm. and the, the fact that momentum is hard to get and it's hard to keep. You yeah. know, and once you have it, you have to do everything in your power to keep it. And that's mm-hmm. you know, and that's why they did the price cut. That's why Mario, Mario Kart, Monster Hunter got the ball rolling. Yeah. their 2012 lineup is very strong. Um, but why why wouldn't you try and make sure and that put keeps your big going? On there. Um, you know, and there's nothing to be gained, really, in my mind, from releasing this on the DS. Yes, you have a huge install base. Yes, you know, th- so you can sell. Uh, Let's let's assume some knockoff, but let's assume like 8 million units Mm -hmm. or whatever. That's awesome. But in like two to three years, the DS will definitely not be there. Its sales have already plummeted. You're not trying to, you know, the purpose of releasing, especially first-party software, and one of the big reasons is to grow your install base Mm -hmm. to make sure that future titles have even more things to do, which also lures in more third parties, Mm -hmm. which, you know, it just kind of keeps, it's a sort of cycle that, you know, you keep going with. And granted, they want to sell a lot of Pokemon games, and that Mm -hmm. totally makes sense the 3DS though yeah You've and like, it would it
1: would be one thing if you could play DS games on the 3DS in good quality like that would be more understandable but True. now like i mean th- like pokemon black and white those are really beautiful games like they're sprite games they're simple but like they're yep. really great script, sprite work very detailed sure. and and sprites you, look
2: great on the 3DS uh, actually yeah yep. but,
1: but if you play it all blurry and stretched Fire, out right. like it doesn't Do it justice, and a lot of people are going to have to play it that way because they sold their systems to afford a 3ds at launch. Sure,
2: sure, and 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 I think that's the other thing too is like you have a lot of people who invested in 3ds, looking forward to whatever the next Pokemon game was, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think a a fairly reasonable assumption over the past year has been, well, all right, Black and White came out, but whatever's next will be for the 3ds because that's now here. Um, So it's very weird to me, Um,
1: like, and, and to to be. Uh, very forthright we're not saying it's going to be a bad game or anything sure. like we don't know anything about that it could no. be mind-blowing and but it is a weird decision and here's the, the other 3DS. thing
2: we you know we really don't know anything about the game uh maybe there's a chance that it's somehow and i, I don't know, even know if this is technically feasible so mm. you know who knows maybe there is somehow you know a way that it'll take advantage of the 3ds i don't yeah. know i mean maybe maybe they have yet to announce some sort of special thing in that capacity i doubt it that doesn't really make any sense hey maybe maybe they have something up their sleeve because i mean they have to i mean they got me the statement pretty quick they are aware you know yeah um so we'll see i just i think it's a unfortunate um that this is going to happen you know i think i think it's a big missed opportunity for nintendo particularly given the fact that they finally got everything going um, properly.
1: Yeah. And speaking of Nintendo having things going properly yeah. versus other systems <laughs> that don't have things going properly, yeah, yeah. the Vita launch.
2: Yeah. So um, stats came out today that worldwide, uh, since it, you know, total cumulative.
1: You've been, you've been making lots of friends on Twitter yeah, about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: I'll, I'll address that in a minute because uh, I'm sure some of them are listening. Um, so worldwide, uh, the PlayStation Vita has sold 1.2.
1: I believe so. Million units. And Uh I don't have it
2: right in front of me, but I believe that's correct. Um, 1.2 million units, 2 million pieces of software. And by pieces, I mean, um, according to the wording in the press release, digital and retail.
1: Like both of those, not just retail.
2: Right, right, right. Um, And so what I did out of curiosity, because I was like, well, that... You know, and, and again, keep in mind uh, the Vita launched in like mid late uh, December mm-hmm. uh, of last year in Japan, and then launched about a week or so ago in U- uh, Europe and America. So I went back and looked up some similar figures for the 3DS. Mm-hmm. Um, What did you find, Rich? 3DS uh, launched, keep in mind, late February uh, Mm -hmm. in Japan, and then about a month or so later in in America and, again, in Europe. Worldwide, yeah. Worldwide. And uh, then I found stats that were about a week after that. Mm -hmm. So you're kind of looking at a somewhat similar uh, metric in terms of worldwide. So you're looking at sales statistics for Vita and for 3DS that were available about a week after the hardware went complete worldwide. Mm Mm-hmm. In the Vita's case, it was available for two months in Japan before, you know, the sales and being completely worldwide, and if in the 3DS case, it was about a month.
1: So, if, if anything, it's giving a little more of an advantage to, to the Vita. Vita,
2: potentially. It's more time. Again, Japan is not the biggest market in the world, but mm. it's still more time out in the marketplace. Um, so, you know, you're looking at $1.2 million for Vita. You're looking at 3.6 for the 3DS. Yeah. Um,
1: in and, the same amount of time frame.
2: Yeah. Uh, give or take. Yeah. I mean, or, and... Yeah, the other thing you were looking at was um I want to say the sale the software sales were 6.1 million for 3DS retail only because they didn't have eShop or anything like that at the yeah, time yeah. and plus Nintendo they never don't really seems to They really count
1: those for some reason. They
2: don't. I mean they're not full ga- I mean it's you can tricky. debate on whether they're full games yeah, or not. Yeah. But, um and and to my knowledge Nintendo's never really broadcast those stats at all. No. That um, would be interesting. So you know it was kind of interesting and I mean I, I you know uh, those of you who follow me on Twitter, um, I sort of just with a with a nice little sparkle in my eye and and spring in my step, just sort of. I mean, I mean, I tweeted facts. Those yeah, are yeah. those are facts. Um, and then, sort of, just amusingly, sort of, you know, or with great amusement, defended some of the the inevitable, like the Sony defense force that oh, it's, came it's after me. It's
1: incredible how defensive people are. Oh, they're about getting this. pretty bad, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I mean, like I, I understand. We were in the same position a year ago, sure. but like we were writing articles about, hey, 3ds, where's our games and stuff like that. But it's kind of funny to be on the other side of it now. Like I was on. Uh, a brief segment of beyond the other week. And I'm getting (laughs) like hate mail from Sony fans who are like, how could you say anything negative? Even though I I wasn't even all that negative. I was just like, yeah, I I didn't buy it at launch. Yeah. They should cut their price.
2: And I mean, so, so there's a few things that I would say just in turn in general terms of the Vita. I, I've played some games. I, you know, um, Nothing really grabs my attention at the mm-hmm. moment. There's certainly nothing that would sit there where I would sit down and be like, oh, man, I need to buy this right now. Yeah. Um, 3DS-wise, if this wasn't my job, mm-hmm. by now I would have probably given in because yeah. when when I'm faced with... You know, not only a remake of Ocarina of Time, but Super Mario 3D Land and Mario Kart and Resident Evil and Metal Gear.
1: And and all the stuff on the horizon. And you got the, the stuff on the horizon.
2: Plus, you've got just a lot of little gems like Pushmo and stuff. That mm-hmm. probably would have made me give in, even in the face of, uh, you know, assumed 3DS Lite somewhere down the line. Well, the
1: thing is, 3DS has done an amazing job, and it struggled at first. We covered the heck out of that. Yeah. But now it has found such a unique identity. It's really yeah. come into its own, and now it's just a really cool, portable platform.
2: And yeah, and I mean, to be. And, and also, to be clear, like nobody's really ever been sort of aggressively trying to say the Vita is going to be a huge success, though I have heard plenty about from fans <laughs> and just and, and even editors and stuff about how, you know, America could be very different, mm-hmm. you know, and that sort of thing. And, you know, um, not so much. Yeah, that uh, hasn't
1: really turned out that way so much yeah, so far.
2: And I mean, if someone else was trying to defend it by saying that the Vita launch uh, lineup was better than the 3DS. And uh, sure. Yeah
1: yeah I mean, I mean ne- yes, neither of them were amazing, but yeah I mean at least to, yeah. at least
2: Vita had uncharted, and I mean exactly. I, and I'm not uh, you know I love Uncharted two, not the biggest fan of Uncharted three, and I messed with the the Vita one for a little while and just didn't find it all that interesting, but um if, you know i mean that that game alone is better than the three d s launch lineup, <laughs> yeah. you know I mean like. Some of the 3ds lineup was fine, you know. Nintendo's is fine if you like that thing. Steel Diver was fine if you like that sort of thing. Street yeah, Fighter thing was pretty was good. If, if
1: you bought a 3ds at launch, it wasn't because of their amazing launch lineup because it was terrible. It was mm. for the promise of all these games that you knew were in development. Yeah. And granted, they took way too long to roll those out. <laughs> yeah. so, like there were months where I just didn't even touch my 3ds after and, I bought it.
2: And the other thing is, we'll and you know we'll see where things are in a year you know a lot of mm-hmm. people are like well wait and just see what happens in a year it's like yeah Save, okay. Okay.
1: yeah sure sure i mean that's <laughs> it's, it's psp versus ds again when the v- ds or uh, when the psp was first announced they're like oh it's gonna kill the ds it's gonna sell way more yeah. Nintendo's gonna be out of business and then it d- didn't it didn't quite work I mean, out that just way nintendo does portable gaming amazingly well it understands
2: i think really well what's going on and and you know there is a lot of stuff coming out up you know coming I think uh if I'm under the understanding correctly, Vita still is going to have somewhat of a drought coming up, mm-hmm. like to my there's knowledge, there's big nothing games coming huge, up anytime soon right. Yeah. Um, but there is still the promise of, I believe, Call of Duty. Some sort of Call of Duty is coming eventually. Sometime
1: this year. Some sort of Call of Duty.
2: BioShock. Yeah. Something. I believe those are both out there. Mm-hmm. Um, from what other editors tell me. So don't don't go quoting me on that if I'm wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, and that's really awesome. And we'll see what happens. And you know, I would think that a price drop has to happen.
1: Yeah. Um, it
2: just seems like the era of trying to do some sort of $250 portable is just not right. It's just, right I mean,
1: Nintendo found out the hard way like, yeah. that that's not going to fly. And
2: what was interesting to me too is that, you know, in the face of watching all this 3DS stuff happen, mm-hmm. Sony sort of just went and did the same thing thinking that its system was different and better. Um, and I think they were trying to go for kind of a high-end market, but maybe yeah. that's not quite, you know.
1: Well, it's like if you're sp- you could get a PS3 for that much and play mm-hmm. those games Pretty on close. the big screen.
2: Yeah. Um, You know? So, I just, you know, and and again, like, I have no interest in seeing the Vita fail. I mean, someone said, you know, competition's great, and uh, yes, but I just don't, there isn't really one. We're not
1: sitting here, like, going around sabotaging the Vita and hoping it fails. It's just, especially considering being on the Nintendo team the past year, like, it's just an interesting and a funny observation to make.
2: Exactly. And I mean... I've had to listen to that shit all year, so exactly. <laughs> um, and and you know, and and none of that is to say that Nintendo didn't screw up uh, pretty severely for the first good chunk of 2011. Like
1: that's part of being fair and unbiased. Is whenever I, any of the companies screw up, you should take a moment to laugh at them. We. We pointed our finger at Nintendo for the better part of 2011, and now it's yeah. Sony's turn we to make, take, their, we make take
2: their knocks. We make observations, and it would be interesting to see, you know, uh, what the Sony team here um, eventually makes of what's going on with Vita. Mm-hmm. You know, what what is going on um and you know maybe, maybe in the coming months everything writes itself and they really start taking off yeah but uh i thought it was interesting that you know at, at a similar relatively similar time frame uh to the best that we can get these figures and get mm-hmm. solid figures because it's not like companies give us stats every single day or anything yeah. like that so within a reasonable similarity of time frames you know 3ds had done remarkably well mm-hmm. now the 3DS, just after that, just its sales just dropped off dropped the charts. off the planet, So yeah. <laughs> it would be interesting to see if, you know, in the coming months, the Vita just stays kind of steady, you know, mm-hmm. and we'll see. But um, And
1: I, it, it is true. Like, in a year, whatever the Vita is going to be or will be will sort of have been determined. And I think so. That, it, it'll be interesting to see and where it, it all ends.
2: What was interesting, too, is I had a lot of people saying to me that the Vita is super powerful and has more long-term potential. And I had a few people saying that to me. And, you know, okay, uh, power, you know, and again, like you said, PSP, mm-hmm. DS. Um, PSP was clearly the stronger of the two. Oh, yeah. And 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 PSP did not fail. It just didn't capitalize how everyone expected it to. No. Everyone expected PSP to be what DS was and DS to be the other way. Yeah. And it didn't quite work out that way. Um, and what's interesting to me is that everyone's just sort of assuming, well, this time it's going to be different. Could be. Could yeah. be. You know, and, and mistakes like i I think mistakes like keeping pokemon on ds Mm -hmm. when you need it on your 3ds um could cost you you know yeah yeah, yeah. and and could actually you know sacrifice what you know that that momentum you need so hard to say and you know this is just the beginning and we'll see and honestly i don't really you know in some ways i don't really care i think it's interesting um at the end of the day i like good games and, and, you know,
1: like, if Vita becomes an awesome system that has 10 million amazing games on it, that's great. More more fun to be had. Yeah,
2: definitely. and, I mean, if you give me original games that really fit portables well... I mean, I made this remark about Metal Gear on 3DS, and we can mm-hmm. get to that in a moment, but... Yeah. Um, you know i like games that feel right for a portable mm-hmm. you know that it's was like
1: revelations that w- could have been a console experience but they yeah. tailor made it for the portable with the episodes yes. and the recaps and yes, they, they yes, did yes. a lot to make it feel like it belonged on the portable yeah
2: and one of the one of the trickiest parts about metal gear on, on the 3ds is you get into these pl- spots where you have huge cutscenes and people talking mm-hmm. for a long time and the save structure isn't really accommodating where you'll save in it you know you'll make some progress in sort of a, an area with killing some guards and stuff and then you Mm -hmm. save but you start over at the beginning of the area things like that Mm -hmm. you know it doesn't quite account for the fact that you are actually in fact playing on a portable and i kind of feel like i'm seeing a lot of games coming to uncharted and this is very generalized that um are are trying to be console games on a portable? Exactly. That to me is not what I want from a portable, mm-hmm. and I would rather just go pl- play those games on my big. Well, ass especially TV.
1: Uncharted, where like the main hook of it, like the gameplay in Uncharted, isn't great. It, mm. it never—that's never what it's been known for. It's a really More an experience. Yeah, it's a cinematic experience. That's what's yep. so impressive about it. But why would you want to see a cinematic experience on this tiny little screen? Like it's sure. a beautiful screen, but it's tiny compared to. You can just play it on your big television in your living room and that's that's what it's made for i mean metal
2: gear is a port but i had fired up the ps3 hd collection of metal Mm -hmm. gear and you know granted you're looking at about a 10 year old game but
1: it's the same deal strictly from
2: a presentation point of view i'm just like wow i'd rather play it on this now there's some there's some catches we'll get into but you know Mm -hmm. it's it's a similar argument where it's like do you, you know do we do i really want call of duty on a portable, probably not. And the funny thing is, is that I ride a train for 45 minutes <laughs> yeah. each way back and forth from my place because I live in San Francisco and use public transportation. Um, so I'm kind of the ideal market for a portable. Yeah, yeah. Um and uh, you know, but I, that's not that's not what I want uh, on my. And portable. another
1: thing, especially for something like Call of Duty, is like those sticks on the Vita—they don't feel very good. They They're hurt not. My, they great. hurt my hands. They're not like the dual shock, which feels great mm-hmm. in your hands. Like if I, I, I'm not. I don't like Call of Duty. I'm not a Call of Duty fan. But sure. if I were going to play a, a shooter that I did like, I Dude. would want a con- real controller in my hand, not yeah. those.
2: And, you know, what's funny is my observation about the circle pad or the, yeah, the circle pad has Mm -hmm. always been one of slight frustration, but then going from that and seeing kind of how more stick like, um, you know, analog inputs function, actually, I'm a a little better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's not to say that it, you know, I mean, the 3ds definitely needs two of them. Mm -hmm. Circle pad pro is kind of clunky, blah, 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 blah. Um, But as far as just the
1: feel of them alone, I actually came
2: around on the circle pad. So Vita, you know, doing okay. Pretty early, we'll see what happens. Uh, Certainly not just blowing up the markets. I mean, we've we've seen that in Japan for months now. But Mm -hmm. um, you know, we'll we'll see. Maybe who knows? Maybe US will really start to take off. Although I just I don't. There are no games on the horizon that I'm aware of at the moment that are just like ah, that's. Mm that's the thing you know and um we haven't seen any major franchise i mean we'll see what happens at e3 i think e3 is actually going to be where we find out
1: i I imagine it'll be very vita centric it almost has to be
2: i think so you know i think um, it has to be and
1: again like i'm always bringing this up but like the ps3 people forget that took a long time to find its footing and to stop losing money and and honestly we'll see
2: all consoles portable home consoles struggle at launch
1: nature these days especially in modern times where it costs so much to to develop yep. new technology it takes a while pe- like,
2: for people to understand it and really take and advantage of it. See why they it.
1: want to invest in it. Yep. So,
2: yeah. um, actually, I mean, just as a side note, I wrote, and I think this has been since the last time we we did a podcast, but I wrote an article just sort of analyzing a theoretical Wii U launch, mm-hmm. and if Nintendo is able to convince the right amount of third parties to partake, if the third parties find it worthwhile, and we get things like maybe Resident Evil. Maybe, you know, oh, we, we do know that some sort of Assassin's Creed is coming. What version? Who knows? Mm-hmm. But, you know, if we're starting to get games like that, say,
1: maybe maybe
2: Activision, you know, sees the opportunity to put Call of Duty there, you yeah, know, yeah. all these things. So so who knows? But but if some of these, you know, perennial and, and major franchises that are coming out this fall and also that come out every year, if all these things sort of line up and Nintendo's able to convince people to put this stuff on there you could see one of the biggest launches of a console ever. Yeah. Just hands down ever. Resident Um, Evil,
1: Arkham, Assassins. Yeah, exactly. It It could be pretty big.
2: Like, if if all those things line up, plus, and, and this is a big plus. Yeah some sort of nintendo franchise you know mm-hmm.
1: Something us hypothetically
2: let's say mario you know yeah. like wow you mm-hmm. know because uh, you know typically at a nintendo launch you're lucky to get a mario or a zelda or something mm-hmm. then you throw in some stuff like because this i think this generation has really given us some amazing franchises mm-hmm. some of which come out annually that are great experiences for a lot of people and if those third parties see the value in bringing what they're already planning for 360 and ps3 over to wii u Mm -hmm. that could be pretty incredible and if they don't and this this will be very interesting if for some reason they don't then nintendo has like significant questions to answer about how it's able to appeal to third parties because if if say activision can't be bothered to take a 360 PS3 game like Call, uh, Call of Duty and move
1: the HUD onto the controller, <laughs> move it
2: over. Yeah. yeah, if they can't be bothered to do that, or it's too technically difficult, or or whatever, then that's a big
1: problem for. That's Wii U. a huge
2: problem. That's like yeah. that's that's a significant problem, and it's the biggest question I think. Oh, um, it is, and it remains is, to be
1: seen. We know nothing yeah. as to what the answer to that is.
2: Yeah. So I mean, but I mean, just the potential of what we you could see this fall, just sort of uh, from our vague knowledge of what is coming this fall, because I think mm-hmm. a lot of release dates have yet to like where exactly is Bioshock showing up. You know, we don't know things like that, but um, lots of potential. So, anyway, that random Wii U note, because we have to talk about Wii U whenever we can yeah, or something. Anyway, what are we talking about next?
1: Now, uh, last story is coming to America. I think it's funny. So, we have this sheet in front of us
2: that we're going through sort of (laughs) checklist of items, and we're actually going backwards kind of, which is hilarious. Yeah. So... um, Nintendo held a conference, Mm -hmm. uh, one of their Nintendo Direct presentations. Mm -hmm. Which you can watch on
1: your 3DS. Woo! Yeah. (laughs) This was, what,
2: last week, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And they addressed a number of things, and we'll get to each of those items in in due turn. But, yeah, they
1: finally uh, confirmed that Last Story is coming. Uh, It's already out in Europe. Just Mm -hmm. came out last week.
0: we're
2: we've heard that it's probably based somewhat on the european localization Mm because why not yeah yeah. um but beyond that we're not really sure what's going on um you you know we're still waiting for answers i actually have questions in to and hopefully we can get them sometime soon but um you know, the first thing I did was, like, interview, let's go. Uh, but I don't know when we'll get those answers. Yeah, so that's um,
1: the second of the big three of the Operation Rainfall games that are finally coming second to of the to big America. three.
2: Xenoblade is coming April 6th, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's actually being published by Nintendo. But, yeah, uh, beyond that, we don't know too much. And, honestly, uh, from all accounts, and, I mean, I haven't played the game directly, but Pandora's mm-hmm. Tower is far lesser in quality than compared to the other two. Yeah,
1: Um, I honestly could see that one just not coming at all. Right, right. I I don't know if they think it'll appeal to American audiences.
2: Precisely. And I mean, the pecking order seems to work out that most people seem to acknowledge that Xenoblade is quite good. Mm -hmm. Last story seems to be kind of good, some really good ideas. Visually, I think it looks more interesting than Xenoblade. Yeah, and I
1: haven't played either, but just looking at them both, I'm more excited for the last story because I just think the visuals are amazing, the artwork's amazing, and it's Hironobo Sakaguchi. Yeah, sure. So that's promising <laughs> <laughs> um
2: i think we gave it what an eight five or something yeah, like the,
1: that if i got an eight five and xenoblade got a nine but what the stupid Kezan though
2: <laughs> <laughs> was it a nine
1: five,
2: nine, was it
1: nine five? five? i don't remember uh, one of those
2: i don't of read our really reviews well, I, the I mean that's that's sort of the weird part about this game is you know uk or uh, europe in general has had xenoblade since august of last year yeah yeah and japan had it you know the summer before that or whatever so um yeah, but anyway, it's it's cool that it's coming. Mm-hmm. I think we owners have another significant piece of content to play. Um,
1: but yeah, yeah, and like we've said it before, but it's worth noting, g- guys. <laughs> seriously, buy the game. You bitched and bitched and bitched, <laughs> and if you don't buy the game, games like this will never ever come again. No matter how many letters you write. Yeah, I mean, here's so show support.
2: This is this is what the whole problem is has come down to is that Nintendo. Um, and, and I think partly just from observing just who's buying Wii, they, they know, you know, they, they can figure this stuff out. Who owns a Wii? Who's, mm-hmm. you know, what's the market for this right now? Who's
1: um, buying software? Yeah, there. and
2: I mean, I'm sure they're very aware that, you know, this, the core gamer software has dried up a bit, and so likely those gamers aren't tuned into Wii.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: At the same time, you know, if you guys don't buy games like this, and I know it sucks because they've been sort of dragging you guys around and yeah. not giving you answers, but if you guys don't support software like this, it's just going to further reinforce this whole problem. Exactly.
1: Like letters, fan sites, like they're all very nice, but it's the numbers that talk. And yeah. if they look at the end of the year at their sales figures and yeah. this did nothing, they're going to know for sure. Don't yeah. bring those games over no matter how people beg for it because they're not going to buy it.
2: Yeah, and it seems like at least in particular Nintendo of America has become pretty... Um, cautious about what exactly it's bringing Mm -hmm. over here, Um, particularly with Wii. um, It'll be interesting to see if if that sort of practice continues or how that all manifests in sort of future generations, but they seem to be much more cautious about what software they're bringing over here. Mm -hmm. And I mean, to be fair, Xenoblade and Last Story are are huge games that require a great deal of localization and production value Mm -hmm. and voice acting and all these things, so um, I can see why they'd be hesitant, Mm -hmm. um, particularly if they look at the Wii market trends and realize that most people are going over to 360 ps3 to play mm-hmm. at the same time they do have a responsibility to support their consumer base
1: yeah, yeah.
2: at the same time we have a responsibility to actually buy the damn game yeah so. it's like <laughs> and
1: i know games are expensive and it yeah. sucks money's tight but i mean if it, you care about these games go and yeah. buy them you yep. know I, we were just talking about this earlier today with fire emblem 3ds sure, sure. like that hasn't been confirmed for america yet and like i'm a mm-hmm. huge fire emblem fan i'm freaking out over it but yeah. i mean i understand if they don't bring it because those don- games don't sell anything and it sucks mm-hmm. So yeah. when those games do come, by God, gotta gotta buy support them, the games that support. you want. Yep. Like it's not. It seems like a small deal, but really, it's just supporting the industry and showing them what you want. Yep. So yeah.
2: Um, random aside, this is sort of backtracking to the Pokemon thing. Uh, you guys have been seeing probably, hopefully, um, <laughs> on both the Wii site and 3DS site that we are doing a lot of blog questions. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and by blog questions, I mean. We ask you guys questions sort of in the context of some other stuff that's been going on. To write blogs, give us longer form thoughts. Obviously, the comment threads are only so you know so useful, yeah, and they tend to yeah. turn into crazy rants and stuff like that. So we've been sort of asking um, those of you that are interested to write longer form blogs on my IGN and then send us the links,
1: and we'll go and read um, as many of them as we can. Like obviously, yeah. we get a lot of submissions, so we really yeah. read dozens and dozens of them. but yep. we we can't get to all and of them.
2: Exactly. We, it's difficult for us to get to all of them. I spent a lot of time reading them <laughs> last we week. We read
1: a lot of yeah. them, so and, don't think um, there's a good chance there's get red.
2: And we try and promote as many as we can.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's just a way for us to engage with the community. We yeah. have a really awesome Nintendo community here on IGN. Yep. And, and we, we want it to be bigger. Yeah. We want it to be bigger. We want to get you guys, highlight your thoughts. You guys write some awesome blogs. You have some great thoughts. So we just want to short, sort of put you in the spotlight.
2: Yeah. And uh, this week, and, and the article isn't written yet, so i got to kind of do that. But um, <laughs> uh, it's going to be about Pokemon, you know, mm-hmm. and, and letting you guys kind of... Um, articulate in greater detail what you think about this situation, um, you know, and maybe some, some of the things you want to see from this version that would convince you, yeah, okay, I'll invest again in the DS game, even though I already own a 3DS and that's what I'm interested in, stuff like that. Yeah. So um, keep an eye out for that. It's um, in
1: code, though. It's just a bunch of Pikas.
2: Yeah, exactly. You that's, can figure oh, it that'll out. that'll make that really easy. Oh, Pikachu. Oh. oh, man, my article just got <laughs> awesome and easy. Um, so let's kind of go back to, you know, we were talking about last story. We talked, we mentioned that it was sort of in the context of a conference. Mm-hmm so there are a few other announcements
1: yeah mario tennis
2: yeah so what's going getting on getting
1: a release date yep. may 20th yep you're going to be playing tennis with mario Well done. On your 3DS, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, they
2: revealed some more details, actually. So Mm -hmm. um, it's developed by Camelot, which Mm -hmm. is cool because they've been doing all of them.
1: Yeah, which Um, is good because those are generally very good games. They're good
2: games. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're actually really good. Um, And and,
1: I don't care about tennis at all, but those are pretty fun games. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: (laughs) And and I believe uh, they they showcase some stuff where, you know, you're able to use the face buttons and whatnot, but there's also the touch screen. It's sort of like... Carved up into weird little, like, shapes that are for different types of uh, hits and st- yeah, yeah. whatever you call tennis ball hits. Um, I'm just going to call them hits. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, so... That's a
1: technical term. Uh, yeah.
2: I don't know, like, the in- intricacies of ter- uh, terminology for tennis. But, um, so, yeah, I mean... The games are great, they're a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um also there's gonna be four up to four players online as well as local yeah. play, so that's pretty awesome.
1: They're doing a pretty decent job of supporting online with the three DS so far. Yeah,
2: it seemed like starting with Mario Kart especially yeah, it was that just was like the biggest okay, step let's go. Yeah. Yeah. So um so we kind of know those basic details. Um, uh, Game
1: Gear games are yeah. still coming to three DS because that's not news. They already announced that yeah. before it launched.
2: Prior to what, E three or something. Yeah, right? but um
1: now it like they've announced they're coming this Mar- summer. Is this in March? In in March? I, I can remember March. I don't think May. we have North
2: America. Yeah, they're coming to Japan yet. like
1: March Very or soon. May, one of those M months. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> um, so, I mean, that just means that they're actually getting around to doing it, which is nice. Hopefully, Game Boy Advance.
2: Yeah, soon. that would be cool. Because, like, yeah. us
1: ambassadors have been enjoying that for a while now, yep. but yep. everyone exactly. else, there's a lot of good games.
2: Uh, let's see, what else did they announce? So, uh, so over in Japan, they gave details on Fire Emblem, but yeah. as we mentioned, it hasn't please, been confirmed. Please, come. Yeah.
1: Um, okay, I'm okay now.
2: What else
1: have we get? Uh, Sega, Capcom, and Namco Bandai are teaming to make a mysterious 3D game of mystery.
2: Yeah, so some, something's coming to 3DS, we just don't know what it is. And We've got our
1: fingers crossed for yeah. Pac-Man, Mega Man, Sonic Bowling. Personally.
2: <laughs> if it's like all of those guys go to the Olympics I'm gonna oh be god pissed. all
1: of them go to the London 2012 Ugh. Olympics yes. part two with water bottles yeah oh it
2: so. is it is really interesting and I mean what is sort of I don't know if he's been referring to this specific project but he's sort of been hinting at the idea that you know they're in some they're, they have some partnerships mm-hmm. and they're working with outside partners what Kind of game would require all of those people <laughs> together is interesting. Um, I actually kind of hope it's not just a simple like mascot just, team up. T- yeah, team up um, thing. But I don't know what it would be. That's it's weird. It's um, really
1: strange pairing I, all of this. I mean, yeah, I wonder we'll if
2: Nintendo is like lending some of its mascots out to those folks, but with so many developers, it's hard to see or hard to say what. That could possibly be.
1: Yeah, and then yeah, it'll be interesting to see who's actually developing it, right? Or yeah, how how do
2: how do you have all three of those people developing? That's sort of the big question. I
1: mean, something I know, and then this is just something silly that probably means nothing, nothing confirmed. But uh, (laughs) on the website, I saw that uh, underneath all of the big three names, like uh it said Namco Bandai. So like that makes that mean they're like a lead lead? or something. That's what I would tend to believe, but we don't know. Yep. I want Capcom personally but uh <laughs> yeah, no we'll Capcom's see.
2: pretty solid um yeah. <laughs> let's see what else we get they confirmed the so the xenoblade game has a flip cover where you can just sort of reverse it and they confirmed the art that was coming to that um and then
1: people voted on yeah
2: the voting one on facebook um which we didn't cover either because that happened between this this podcast and the previous one um the other thing that they discussed and we can just talk about it because we've actually played it is uh kid icarus
1: yeah multiplayer we had a big multiplayer demo recently
2: yeah so they kind of did some broad sweeping kind of looks at at it um on the presentation and Mm. actually in the internet National versions, you had actually uh, Masahiro Sakurai actually kind of narrating um, some gameplay. But um, yeah, so we got to play it. Mm-hmm. Two basic modes. Uh, yeah, they can yeah. be played online or, or, or locally. So um, we have a
1: standard free-for-all where yep. you just try and kill everyone as much as you can. Yeah. And then the more interesting mode is uh, light versus dark yeah. where you split into teams. There's mm-hmm. uh, six players. If you don't have enough players, the AI fills in. And there's six uh, uh, three on each team. One's mm-hmm. the light team, one's the dark team. And you sort of have to go after the other team and uh, beat down their health meter. And when that Mm -hmm. finally gets down to zero, the last player who died turns into the team's angel. Mm -hmm. And then that angel is super powerful, but if you kill them, it's over. That person, that team loses. Sort of
2: converts from like traditional three-on-three to like a VIP mode, basically.
1: Yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah.
2: Um, And then some of the other things that sort of factor into that are... If you're using more powerful weapons that are, you know, all your weapons, uh, based on their characteristics, their sort of special power or not, they're not powers, but like um, uh, bonuses whatever, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's, there's, there's distinct powers that you can activate, but then mm-hmm. all your weapons can potentially have um, special modifiers and yeah, that sort yeah. of thing. And there's infinite combinations of those. Mm-hmm. But um, based on that, based on their power, their, their long range and short range attack capabilities and all that. They're given a value, yeah, like a, exactly. 200 or 400 or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, and if, if I recall correctly, like something around like 260, 250, stuff like that, it was actually very powerful I if I, I recall yeah, correctly.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, so that determines your health, basically. So when you die, That's how meter... much
1: gets taken off of your team's health Right. Weight.
2: So if you have, you know, a more powerful weapon, um, you're sort of expected to be able to use it well and perform well. If not, your um, team's
1: going to be very mad at you. Yeah,
2: I mean, and it's actually a cool system, I, I, I felt, because, uh, you know, we played a bunch of matches and I grabbed a really powerful weapon mm-hmm. and it wasn't suited to me because there's, there's many different classes of weapons and you kind of got to figure out which one sort of suits your preference in terms of combat, yeah, whether you want to yeah. get up close and really go at people from, from like right in their face or if you want to stay at a distance and sort of shoot things at people.
1: And there's um, advantages and disadvantages to both
2: tactics. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I mean, uh, over time, you sort of figure out what makes sense. Um, you can also, like, active, uh, you, you kind of outfit your people with, like, um, just sort of equipment and abilities, not so necessarily powers, which are also equipable. Um, but
1: There's a lot to this game, if you a haven't lot. noticed. The weapons alone, there's so much to that system. You yeah. can't really tell by watching the trailers, yeah. but um, it's, there's a lot to it, a lot more than you'd think.
2: It's a ridiculously deep game um, in a weird way. I think that actually, I mean, not, not only is it one of its greatest you know, sort of strengths, but it actually it is kind of a weakness a little, a little bit. Yeah, because yeah. there's just so much going on. Um, but it is also very cool. Um, I think, again, it sort of highlights, I think you and I both agree on mm-hmm. this, that, you know, in the past for single player, we've said that there's some control and there's some camera yeah, issues yeah. and it almost gets reinforced when you're playing against live opponents. You can also have AI opponents in the, in the multiplayer mode, but... Um, you know, it gets reinforced because now all of a sudden you're dealing with like people that are very dynamic and mm-hmm. real. And when you're trying to keep track of the camera and everything, get a little. Yeah, it crazy. sort of
1: shows up. But um, yeah. what, were you talk- what you were talking about, uh, the weapon thing, is a really interesting way to sort of balance it. Yeah. So, that, like, someone who's not very good can just can't they can't just grab a big weapon and go and kill yeah. everyone because like forces you to know suffer. the game. Yeah. So yeah. that's a really cool way to do that.
2: Yeah. Um, so we you know expect more Kitakris stuff in the in the future. The game comes out March twenty third, so we've got about a month. But mm-hmm. um you know, I, I I was actually pretty impressed. I think the single player is pretty good. Uh, uh, it's funny
1: because it's a game that a lot of us, uh, for whatever reason, from what we've seen, what we would played, we weren't really thinking too much about, or weren't too excited about. But now mm. as we're seeing more complete builds and all of that, it's actually shaping up more than we initially honestly thought it would.
2: So. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a little surprising, um, but then again, it's Sakurai, so you're kind of like, oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> it's, it's cool. It's um, good to see
1: it's coming together.
2: It's tricky. I think Nintendo is, is going to have a difficult time really, unless it really showcases the game greatly mm. um, and just really making people understand what this game's about.
1: Uh, yeah, especially considering, like you said, how complex it is. Like, that's going to yeah. be hard to get across to people. You can't just show that people.
2: off in a 30-second ad. You know? No, exactly.
1: Yeah. So it, it'll be interesting to see how they market it and how it does.
2: So a few yeah. other quick hits. Mario Party 9.
1: Yeah. You played it? I played it. Uh Uh-huh. Mario was there, and, and he partied, rolled dice, and played is many like games. Was he like chugging
2: alcohol and stuff? Oh yeah, <laughs>
1: I'm not supposed to talk about that embargoes.
2: <laughs> yeah, um, so you know, very similar to previous games yeah, in, a, I mean, in a broad level. Yeah,
1: I mean, like Sam was the one who's played all of them. I haven't played them in years, but um, yeah, I mean, it's it's Mario Party. A uh, big difference is that you're on sort of on rails instead of on a more traditional board. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're rolling the dice quite a bit, but um, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's it's Mario Party. Okay. So, and then
2: uh, and that comes out in about two weeks. I think. Yeah, that
1: comes out very soon. So. Poke Park
2: Two, very quick overview.
1: Yeah, Poke Park Two. It's a Poke in, Park game. Yeah, it's a Poke Park <laughs> game. I mean, it's it's actually pretty well done for mm-hmm. what it is. Like uh, really great uh, character models for all the Pokemon. Seems much um, more
2: younger gamers. It's very
1: adorable, but it's definitely aimed at younger gamers, which right. isn't a bad thing. It's just like. People like us, like people who... Play games regularly, or who are just older, are probably not going to get much out of it. Like a little, very small kid is probably going to love the heck out of it, but it's very simplistic and repetitive gameplay. And so, unless you just really badly want to see an adorable Pikachu rolling around on your screen, Mm -hmm. like it, there's probably not much reason for anyone to get it unless they have a a little kid they want to play it with. Cool. Not an insult. It's what it is. (laughs) It's what they wanted it to be.
2: I mentioned Metal Gear a bit earlier. Mm Uh, you know, just to to kind of touch upon it and just more of a dedicated segment, um, it's a really good game. You know, yes. it is Metal Gear Solid 3. You know, it's about eight years old. Um, back then it got rave reviews, mm-hmm. got a subsist- uh, subsistence version a year later, which kind of gave you full camera control and that sort of thing. Um,
1: and this is from the subsistence version? This is
2: basically the subsistence version. No multiplayer or anything like that, but just, you know, very, very good. The, the, the upgrades are... are um, you know, depending on if you've played the game before or whatnot, it's going to really make a big deal to you or not. So, you know, you're able to, like, aim with your shoulder buttons and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And so, and, and, and what's weird about it is, like, you know, you within just a handful of months, you had two versions of this game come out. You had the HD collection and you yeah. had this version. The HD collection has Metal Gear uh, Solid 2. Uh, mgs3 and peacewalker this and they're is,
1: around the same price
2: th- that's the thing is like yeah. currently in stores they're the same price they're mm-hmm. they're 40 each so it's kind of weird to see like one that's a three-game bundle and the other one that's a one-game portable game yeah. um but what the weird part is is so this one has i would say um better controls i messed around with i mean you know i played through this one and then i messed around with the hd collection mm-hmm. just to see what that was about um you're you're obviously dealing with better visuals and just a very you know gorgeous crisp presentation of the game in the hd collection mm. it still looks pretty darn good despite, yeah, despite yeah, yeah. being old um uh, then on the 3ds you're dealing with limits of display because the screen's small yeah, um, yeah, yeah. and there's only so much you can do about that um the 3d effect though is great it looks pretty yeah. good for a 3ds game actually mm-hmm. despite not being made for it um and it has better controls. You know, you use the touchscreen to access menus quicker, which is awesome, instead of, like, pause, scroll, scroll, scroll. Yeah. This year, just, like, tap, I need to access my camo.
1: And I think, that, yeah, the biggest plus of buying it for the 3DS, and, like, obviously, if you have a PS3, you probably want to consider getting the HD collection. Mm-hmm. But um, if you if you don't, uh, like, it's still a really great game. That's and, the thing. And, like, yeah. the visuals look great. The 3D looks really beautiful on yeah. it. And for me, the biggest uh, plus was that the HUD is completely clear in the 3DS yeah, yeah. version. That's the only version that you can play it with just completely. There's nothing on there because it's yep. all on the bottom screen, screen. So, yep. like, that really does a lot for the cinematics and yeah. visuals of it.
2: I mean, they did some really, really cool stuff with it. There's still Slowdown, which was sort of something mm-hmm. that reared its head before... Um and you know I said the three d effect's great. There's some a little bit of, of
1: hasn't aged so well.
2: Yeah, exactly. There's a little bit of gyroscope uh, implementation, um, and you're going to notice that the design of it is a little limited. You know, if you're used to something like Assassin's Creed, where you're kind of you just run at a wall and you'll just hop up it and stuff like that. Yeah. Metal Gear is a little different. Um, and so in, in some cases, if like I remember, there's one point where I was like sneaking around, and I was like, oh man, I'm totally going to go to that <laughs> boat right there, and I'm going to hide in the boat, and then when the dude walks by, I'm. Gonna, gonna break his neck or whatever (laughs) and i i ran over to the boat just at the right time because the dude you know couldn't see me or whatever and he's doing his little patrol and i hop into the boat and i'm like all right lay down and he wouldn't i couldn't get him to lay down i was like why can't i not the boat's right here that's totally what this is meant for couldn't do it and 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 in a modern game that would have totally been anticipated and and it would be there and in this one i just you wouldn't do it. And yeah. uh that kinda sucked, you know, to kinda be like I see, you know. Yeah. So there's some of that stuff. But um it is one of the best uh Metal Gear games. Mm-hmm. Um I think it's arguable that it's, you know, up there with maybe Metal Gear Solid One. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would definitely put it above like, you know, two and four, which are not mm-hmm. bad games. They're just, you know worse there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> they have
2: monkeys drinking coke and then that <laughs> bastard raiden um but uh but yeah,
1: like great games great and game especially if you haven't played them before
2: and then yeah. like i mentioned before you know it's maybe not quite as designed for a portable i'm not going to play it on the bus because i don't know when i'm going to run into a 15 minute codec conversation yeah. and yeah technically i could just shut it you know because mm-hmm. someone, someone was i saw this complaint somewhere out there like Ooh, you could just shut it as a sleep feature how many of you have put your system on sleep and then come back to it and to it's realize it 's dead? That yeah. happens to me all the time yeah. so don 't tell me that the sleep feature is fantastic you know <laughs> like that 's not the answer to my problems. The answer to my problems is not playing it on a portable yeah. um, but again, game 's great if your sort of like living situation is that you are playing this mostly at home or whatever. Mm-hmm um cool but again if you're gonna play it at home
1: you probably and you have a ps3 yeah uh
2: you know you sacrifice some stuff though you lose some control it's very interesting that you have two versions of the game and it's arguable that they're kind of equal for their own um strengths and weaknesses you know it's a very strange situation but anyway good game um and if you haven't played it, definitely, definitely think about that one. Good stuff.
1: Yep. So. so, yeah. That's, that's about it, right? That's about it. Uh, you know, keep writing into us, nvc at IGN.com. Yeah, we didn't yeah. really have time. to. There was a lot of news we had to cover. We didn't really <laughs> have time to get to read our questions today. Yep. But uh, we'll start that back up again next week. Yep. So, you know, just email us. Hit us up on Twitter, my IGN. And,
2: uh, and just we addressed we address this in the podcast that we lost. We'll talk about it in the future. Uh, the, the whole formatting yeah, of whatever. Yeah. We've um,
1: listened we've read your emails yeah. that you're very concerned about the audio. There's no podcast reason to be concerned away.
2: in the sense that whatever we do will be for the benefit ultimately. It's just a matter of us trying to figure out what makes sense in this day and age, what uh, makes sense for our time investment too. Because like, as
1: you can see, it's hard to get us all together it's to hard, do a traditional podcast. It's hard to
2: get us all together because this is sort of done on top of everything else mm-hmm. we do. Um,
1: it's sort of especially hard for us because like... We pull in so many people from other teams to yeah, yeah, try exactly. to coordinate schedules.
2: Because you and I duh, are the Nintendo, yeah, we're the Nintendo team, team. So <laughs> this is very easy for us to do because we're just like, okay, let's do this for an hour. Yeah. But, you know, Goldfarb, for example, is on news. Sam is on guides. Yeah, Altano's Jack's on features, news and features. Like, Jack's on news and features. pairs is executive he's vice he's president pear, or whatever. Fran does Fran type things. Fran
1: just doesn't exist. Actually, we haven't Pops seen Fran in months. of reality. Yeah,
2: so, you know, it's difficult for us to get it all together. Plus, it's just like, if Sam has a guide to write for Mass Effect 3, that's what Sam's going to do. He do that. Do. That's his job. You know, and but... Goldfarb is busy doing news things. So point being, we're trying to find and think about formats that are the most entertaining uh, mm. for you guys in particular, that are still giving you guys cool things and cool ways to see us and mm. sort of interact with us. Yeah. But at the same time, make makes sense for what we have to do, because to be honest... I'm going to write the Pokemon editorial and get Nintendo's comment before I'm going to do a podcast. And and you know, for some of you that just like to listen to the podcast, that's sort of tricky. Mm -hmm. Um but I would beg of you to go and read IGN as well yes, please you do. know I mean I know most of you guys do but like seriously there's some good stuff there and
1: and like we, we can have go to focus into more detail and depth yeah, on our articles we than we can in a podcast but oh, I yeah, mean yeah. there's still space for it we're still we're listening to all of you we want to know what you think that's why we brought it up exactly I mean let us know in the comments uh, of this article what you think what you'd want to see if there was sort of a format change and obviously you know we we listen to you we care about you like like, if we d'aw. do something, d'aw. but like, if we change something and you guys hate it, like, we're not gonna just keep doing it. So, yep. we're just trying to evolve with you guys. Yeah, so and I mean, the we'll th- see what happens.
2: That's the thing is, like, you know, we're looking at a podcast that's fairly popular, but then I look at something like YouTube, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm like watching. Uh, Dumb people attempt to cook things while drunk the other day. And, like, that is the funniest thing. And then you look at the views and it's like 1.2 million views.
1: Yeah. You know, and that's
2: really cool, you know. And I think, you know, and not that I'm sitting here obsessed with numbers. That's not accurate. But um, at the end of the day, you know, we want uh, what we do to be read and seen and listened Mm -hmm. to by as many people as possible because not, that's kind of what we're supposed yeah, to do and it's not at job. all
1: about abandoning in our audience like we yep. love our couplings we love interacting yeah. with you guys it's expanding it and yep. making things more interesting for you guys too well, that's, that's so. why we
2: do things like Twitter that's why we do the blog interaction yeah. and the questions and that's why we go on my IGN that's why we do the podcast in the first place <laughs> yeah
1: so don't um, freak out like things yeah. may change but we're just going to be experimenting and like we said you know let us know in the comments let us know in email what you think about all this what you guys want to see or hear or whatever so um yeah, that, nvc at com, and that about wraps it up for today. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for listening, Koopalings.
0: Later. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Mm-hmm. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it.